0: You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 65, and we have another milestone on our hands here. This is the last Sunday in March when we're recording this, and it was two years ago this Sunday that the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast began. And I was thinking about this last night. It's really cool. What's happened in the last two years now in uh, March of 2013 this last weekend of March happened to be Easter Sunday in 2015 it's going to be next weekend the first weekend of April so uh, we didn't have the Easter sync thing going on this week because it was Easter Sunday that I launched this and uh, as several things have happened and unfolded over the last two years that you're probably aware of if you've been listening to this series. That things happen, uh, but when things are driven by intuition, and this podcast was, uh, to that point, I had not done a podcast and did some research and figured out how to do it, how to get it posted and hosted and all the various things that you do to make these things happen. Of course, had the broadcast and the equipment background, so you know, creating one that sounded good was not a problem. But in the context of this podcast, so many incredible things have happened, and we're going to take a look at a couple of those and then some announcements coming up at the end of this podcast of some things that you can expect in year number three, but more of you are listening than ever. The numbers are up on the podcast. We're ranking higher in Google now. On the website at subconsciousmindmastery.com, I would appreciate if you like what you hear, share this with your friends, share it out on social media. Uh, you can point them to the website, or you can point them to iTunes. Either way, if you if you go in Google and you just Google iTunes. Subconscious Mind Mastery, you'll get the list of all the podcasts. I'm not telling you anything you don't know because you've already found us, right? But share it out, spread the word, and it would do me a great favor if you wouldn't mind hopping over on iTunes and leaving a comment about the podcast. They uh, rank these things based on the number of subscribers and the number of uh, uh, comments that are made. And uh, and by the way... (laughs) This was funny. I was looking through the comments. And thank you, those of you who have commented. Um, Somebody left a really nice comment and one star. Remember, five stars is the best. One is not so good. So somebody had really good comments to say and then trashed it with the number of stars. But if you wouldn't mind, go over there and do that. That would be just great. So let's take a look at a couple of things that happened in the last two years. And I I have to say, probably the uh, high watermark for me was connecting with Fred Dodson and doing those audio books. We've done four now. We've done, uh, let's see, going in order reality creation technique, and then was parallel universes of self, and then levels of energy, and then the communications course. And even though it's been a working relationship, we've gotten to know each other on a personal level uh, somewhat as well. And it's just been great to meet this guy who I think has some of the most incredible insights uh, into reality creation. And by the way, let me give you the podcast numbers of all the interviews with Fred Dodson that we've done. Number 32 was the kickoff reality creation technique. That's not a long audio book, by the way, either. It's like three and a half hours or something. So that's almost an airplane listen. Number 50 is Parallel Universes of Self. That's about the opposite. It's almost 15 hours, but it's just chock loaded. I mean, if you want to really change your life, listen to Parallel Universes of Self. And remember, Fred mentions it in the interview in podcast number 50 that he put an intention in the book that everybody who would listen to the book would have or read the book, listen to the book. Either way, digest the book would have something incredible happen in their life. And in podcast number 50, we talk about how that unfolded for me, and it was definitely that happened. Number 53 was levels of energy, and then number 56 was the communication course followed by the coaching call of number 57. So when you hang around people like Fred Dodson and you get what they're talking about, you hang around this podcast and get what this is talking about, That kind of thing is going to sink in and seep into your life, and it's going to result in positive changes. So maybe one of these weekends coming up, you'll just bury up and have a Fred Dodson Marathon. You know where you have the movie marathon? We'll have a Fred Dodson Marathon, and then you go out and create something in your life, and it'll all be great. So a couple of updates on Fred. He's now hanging in Phoenix on the U.S. side. He's been there for a while. But he has a huge summer plan. He's going to be in Europe and the Middle East touring, doing seminars. I think he said eight cities in eight weeks or something. So just a a big summer plan back in Arizona in the Phoenix area next fall. And plans to stay there for about a year. And you know a couple of the other people that we've talked to on this podcast. Number 10, Joan Harrison. Her work has expanded twice actually because of this podcast. She found it. She was uh, the first listener to write in and check in with me and we put her on we did an interview with her podcast number 10 and then somebody else who was listening to this podcast heard about her contacted her and now they're working together so it's amazing how and and by the way she's in so i'm in dallas texas right she's in uh, england and i forget what city it is and then her new connection is in australia So you're talking about a worldwide reach, and look at how the universe put two people together using this little broadcast as the hub. My buddy Stuart Couch, podcast number eight. Uh, Stuart's just doing great. He is still just kicking and going and blowing and actually just got back from England himself, uh, I believe, a day or two ago. Stuart developed prostate cancer, and... Every doctor that's treated him and said, you shouldn't be here. But he separated his body from who he is. And he just said, I'm not my body. And you can go back and listen to that in podcast number eight. It's been listened to by a number of people, including his very good friend, Jimmy Carter. Uh, the Carter Center, obviously, and former president of the United States has listened to that podcast. They are very good friends. And Stuart just is an amazing, amazing guy. And the work that he's doing in his therapy, his counseling business, it's literally having a worldwide impact. So it truly is amazing what you can do. My good friend David Slater, he's a Podcast 5 and 6, the guy who literally hung from the power lines when he was in college and was dead, had an out-of-body experience. Well, Dr. Slater contracted prostate cancer. He just had the completion of his treatment, and it is medically gone. So the cancer is out of his body. Our buddy Arman Asadi, those are podcasts number 39 and 40, Why I Left Google.com. <laughs> he is knocking the cover off the ball, and we are going to get together and connect, I hope, this week for an interview. And we're going to catch up with him, and that will probably be one of the next podcasts. Arman is traveling the world and living the life that he crafted, the, the desire. So the same thing was in his heart. He was working at Google and his heart was telling him, you need to be out there on your own. And he pursued that, and he will catch us up on how that's been working for him. Think back on relationships healed, and particularly the one with my brother is just uh, another high watermark over the last two years, has just kept getting better and better. I've moved several times, changed jobs on the brink of some very exciting things that we'll be telling you about soon here. But I think one of the other things of just what looks, when you look back on the last two years, what's made the most difference? And I think it has to be living by intuition. And that's what we're about here, where we talk about the subconscious mind being the driver and the conscious mind being the filter. It's the one that puts the information into the subconscious mind. Well, it and other external sources as well. But it really is about programming. However, there is that component within us. It is connected to the spiritual realm. And within that spiritual realm, there is knowledge of things that our conscious minds don't yet understand. They have not fulfilled yet. How many stories have you heard of people who get that hunch not to go on that particular trip and then there was some disaster, right? Take a different route home, and then there ends up being an accident. I mean, the the world is full of those types of stories. How did that happen? And then if you go back to the laws of the universe, you realize things are not random. Gravity happens every time, and yet these spiritual principles, these, these metaphysical principles, if you will, if you want to use that term, happen and occur with equal precision. It's just in this realm we have choice, so we can either choose to follow the laws or we can choose not to. You can do that with gravity, but it's not going to work out so well for you. If you're uh, standing on the 48th floor of a building, you're looking down and you decide that maybe gravity won't work this time. That's such a silly example, but it's the way that we live our spiritual lives. We live our spiritual lives as though "Eh, it works sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. Miracles happen sometimes, but not for me. And all this manifesting mumbo-jumbo is just now it's all starting to get worn out. There's too much of it. And the secret is old news. We need something new and fresh. We don't need something new and fresh. We need to follow the laws of the universe in our daily lives consistently. And not we don't have to make such a big deal out of it. They're just laws. They just work. But we have this ability in our conscious mind to choose to follow them or to choose not to follow them. And what happens when we don't? Then we get over completely in the logical side of our mind and we try to figure it out based on what we see in front of us, which is really, really limited information. And that's where we block miracles from coming into our life. It's because we're looking at what's in front of us without seeing the miracle that's over on the other side. I had, uh, I had a perfect example of this. Last year, my company, we started doing a daily radio program. It's, it was in the U.S. energy sector, so it was a very niche market show. It was on a business network, and we were cranking out this material every day. Now, trying to make that topic interesting to a broad audience daily required a ton of work. When I went to Sedona over the Christmas, New Year holiday, I went to sleep more than anything. I was exhausted, loving doing it, built this incredible studio where I'm talking to you from today. It was great PR for the company, but it was exhausting for old Thomas. And we were doing it six days a week. And, you know, there was a a gap in the podcasts there because it was just like I didn't have it in me to put one more show together. So what happened is I, I tend to have a pretty perceptive um, intuition of things that – of of where holes are, of where things could go wrong. And I saw oil prices coming down, and that was kind of based on – this was based on the stability of, of oil prices was what was funding this thing. And the time was being purchased, and radio time is very expensive. And so as these prices starting co- just to come down – I realized that this show was going to be in trouble if something didn't happen. So I started calling the station reps, the network reps and everybody that we were dealing with, and kind of outlined this uh, projection of what could happen with oil prices coming down. And what I was trying to do was say, we need to broaden this out. We need to get some legs under it besides just funded by this company. But see, on the spiritual side of that, what I was doing is I was saying, this show is in trouble. And I was voicing that to these people. So even though I was doing it in the guise of the right motive of trying to expand it and trying to get it out to some other sources to fund, to share the funding, what I was really doing was saying this thing is in trouble. And that's what unfolded is they took a look at the 2015 spending and they just started cutting, 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 and the radio show got cut out. Now, good for me because all of a sudden I had a lot more time on my hands and I, you know, look, I got the experience of doing that. It helped me grow tremendously. So I don't regret either move. I don't regret doing it and I don't regret now not doing it. But the point is, is looking past the immediate. So what I was doing is I was focusing in a box on the current situation and I was being logical about what probably would happen. And I wasn't looking at the miracle that could have happened on several other sides of how the thing could have been broadened out, funded by other people. Maybe we could have brought other producers and other people in to lighten my workload. There were a number of things that could have happened around that. But what I did is I voiced and I put in my mind, therefore it pressed on my subconscious mind, that the show could be in trouble. And that's what unfolded. There's your law of the universe. That's how it works, folks. And the biggest problem is that we always tend to, I mean, we get caught up in our mind and we look at what's right there in front of us consciously. So the best lesson here is to learn to be an observer of the world around you, but not an interpreter. So don't form the judgments and don't be a fortune teller. Just observe. As I look back, I think on that. I really missed a great opportunity To manifest and create something huge because I was interpreting and I was forming judgments and opinions. But if you just observe, if I just observed that, hmm, okay, you know, the dynamics are changing, things change fast these days, and then checked in with intuition. And this is where intuition comes in. What's the next step? What's the next best move? It's almost like uh, the story in the earlier podcasts when I was asking or just pondering what to do that particular Christmas in 2012, and uh, the, just the answer came clear in the shower one morning, go see your mother in the nursing home in Kansas City, and that's what began the healing of the relationship with my brother. It's that kind of thing where you're listening for that intuition, and from that you develop a plan. Man, once I got that, that uh, prompt... Then the actions started and they just unfolded almost on them, of themselves. So intuition is when your conscious mind voluntarily yields its control to the knowledge, wisdom, and guidance of your subconscious mind. And that's where the great power of living is. This is where you move mountains and where miracles occur. This is where the subconscious and the conscious live in harmony and things really start moving. But you know, most people don't live consciously, and even fewer still live intuitively. I mean, really surrendered to intuition, where your mind will set aside what it wants and decide in advance to follow intuition. So, if you if you're kind of connecting the dots here, what would be one of the greatest things you could do and develop in 2015? That's right, it would be the skill to learn to hear and follow your intuition. So developing those skills, what? Meditation. If you don't have a daily meditation practice, get one. That's the starting place. Journaling. You have to write these things down. And a lot of times these intuitive thoughts will come to you in the form of free writing. So if you'll just get in the in the uh, habit of Pen and paper, get that out. Now, if you're faster on the computer and you prefer the computer, you do what your mind is in sync with. There are no rules here, but just that you write it out. There's so much about writing. We've talked about it. We have a podcast on journaling. But if you're going to use 2015 to develop your intuitive skills, you got to have a journal. Kinesiology, we talked about that in the last podcast. Go back and review that. Listening for that still, small voice and just being more in tune with that than you are with all the noise going on around you. Now, another thing in developing that intuitive skill, especially starting out, it's very important to get confirmations. Don't just go running with the first thing that you get or that you perceive. Now, in the case of that deal with my mom, that was pretty darn clear, and that voice was so loud and crisp that, I mean, it was just, but what did I do? I didn't go pushing through it. I went and sent an email to my brother and said, hey, what would it look like if I came up for Christmas? And that was what kind of started the follow-up actions. Then my daughter got on board, my son got on board, and the whole thing unfolded. But the point is, get confirmations when you're first learning how to do this. So if it's, uh, especially for bigger things. Now, it's always cool to practice on little things, but, you know, in the scope of the universe, there is no big and small. Things are not relative one to the other the way that we see them. They all just are. So it really isn't, you know, you can ask for $50 million as easy as you can ask for $50. It's our mind that sees the difference. And that's another good point that sometimes when you get into this game, and this is why I've been reluctant to kind of talk about this here, because our mind, our our conscious mind is so powerful and most of us are so driven by our conscious mind that there's a real thin and fine line between perception of intuition and our conscious mind just talking smack to us. And often it's hard to know the difference between the two. So a lot of times when I'm doing this, I will step away from this and ask for multiple confirmations before taking action. I want to know when I'm really trying to get a hold of, an, of something, I'm really trying to get a, a best answer. What's, my high, what's the thing for my highest and best good here? And knowing that I want to hear what that is, but want to filter out where the conscious mind could bleed through. But I I have to say, every day, every week that goes by, I am building this muscle for myself. And I would encourage you to do the same. Learn how to observe the world and then go get your marching orders from your intuition. Line your subconscious mind and your conscious mind up together so they are in agreement and not pulling against each other. And then watch miracles just unfold in front of you. Now, speaking of some things that are going on, That very thing is starting to kind of shake and move and rattle in my own world. And with that, we are going to start some things around here. Number one, for the next year of this podcast series, we're going to add the video component. Yep, I'm going to get off the stick. And uh, this is, uh, I'll tell you the story later at some other time, but it's just been falling in my lap, literally. And it's just, see, this is one of the things. When something falls in your lap, then you need to move in that direction. So we've been talking about dreams in the last couple of podcasts. I've been having dreams about video. Uh, just all kinds of things around me have indicated video. And then it uh, it fell into my lap at work. And now, we're so I'm like, hey, I'm not stupid. I'm going to. <laughs> I mean, I, it, see, there's another way that this very creative universe can tap you on the shoulder. So we're going to get into, uh, we're going to create a YouTube channel for this. And I'm working, that's in development. I'm working on that now. And we're going to get involved in social media more. I've kind of held back from that. I mentioned it, I think, in previous podcasts where one of my Facebook – well, my my only Facebook account got hacked and my photos got used by somebody else. And it was just kind of a – And I've got a lot of things going on and just not, I mean, I don't spend a lot of time on social media, but we're going to crank that up some more. There are tools that can make that happen and and make it so that it's time efficient. So I'm going to get started on that. And then we're going to come out with some products here. And first, I'm working uh, working with somebody on developing meditation products, but this is going to be for kids. And the reason that I'm so excited about this, and we'll introduce this, when the time is right, when everything's ready, We'll introduce this, but you know that so much of my own story was programmed, and for all of us, we're programmed in those early formative years. So one of the directions that we're going to start shifting here is how to help parents not only raise great kids, but also to realize that you are the programmer of a little supercomputer And you think Bill Gates had an important job programming the software that became Microsoft. That's nothing in comparison to being a parent and programming a life that is going to grow up and live in this world, either constrained by limitations and programming and belief systems that have been spoken into that child's mind or To be taught to be powerful so that they, even as teenagers and young people, become dynamic forces in the world with their feet on the ground, knowing how to do this kind of thing. So we're working on developing some meditations that are just going to be the starting point. We have a lot more coming, but that's going to be the starting point. Another thing that's in the works is to help you achieve and maintain a peak performance so that you are always operating from a higher state of performance. Now, remember, these things don't happen in just a seminar weekend or a workshop or reading a book or even listening to a podcast. Programming takes time. It takes at least 30 days to change a habit. Some people say up to 66. I think it's individual. Different time links for different people and different things that you're changing the programming. How deep is the programming? But we are going to create a program that you can use over a at least a 30-day period to really drill this in, how would you like to just really be operating? At, if you go back and look at all of the peak states in your life, things when you were really knocking the cover off the ball and be able to be in that state at all times, at least be able to access it. And not just from something that you heard about, but something that really becomes a part of you. That's something else that I've been working on, and, ooh, it's just I love doing that because when you can operate at a higher level, it changes everything for you. So we have that and more coming. Just to wrap this up, it has been an amazing two years. I hope that you have caught most of the podcasts. Of course, there have been ups and downs, as there always are, but the excitement is we have the tools and the ability to live to our highest potential, and that is so exciting. So, from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much for being with us over the last two years or wherever you jumped into this thing. And we will look forward to riding on together into 2015 and 2016 beyond. This is Thomas Miller. Thank you for listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery. Enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.